Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. I'm your host, Shalane Carter, and I'm doing a little solo episode this morning. Um, Well, technically it's afternoon when I'm recording it, but um, I wanted to give you a little bit of insight about what some of my clients are currently experiencing about it's interesting I never really feel like I intentionally teach on manifestation but because manifestation is a byproduct of being in alignment with your chakra system with your unique energetic system um, they have been having some massive fucking results and so have I so when I'm recording this right now I am going to hop on a plane in about 12 hours to Costa Rica, which is one of the four places that I put on my list to visit in 2021. Um, And honestly, when I wrote this list, it was like maybe February or so, so it wasn't the beginning of the year. But I recognized the following year that just with the limitations of travel, how much I crave exploration how I crave like how travel makes me actually feel very playful and expansive and so I really wanted to call more of that into my life and in doing so I wrote a list of four places that I wanted to go honestly I wanted it to be easy I did not want to plan I did not want to organize I did not want to book all the things arrange all the back and forth and all the the shenanigans that kind of goes with um, travel sometimes. So the intent was for it to be really easy. Um, and by I think end of March, I already had three out of the four places come to me and basically like fall in my lap. And I really haven't had to do any planning, which is awesome. Um, and this type of stuff is happening for my clients as well. So my fourth one, my first one, um, the, the four places that I wanted to go to, just so you know, in case, in case you were wondering, um, which you're probably not, but that's okay. Um, Costa Rica, uh, Tulum, Mexico, Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. Um, and then also Peru. So Peru is the only place that is not already booked. Um, and I don't really have any plans for, but I also have a lot of other travel plans on top of those three. So I haven't really felt open to that at this moment, but I do have some time in the fall that when I'm prepped, I'm going to energetically put it out there and be ready to receive it. Um, and again, all of these came to me. People approached me and were like, Hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to go here? Like blah, blah, blah. I was like, yes, I do. And the, the reason that I'm recording this podcast episode today is because I want to teach you guys the three things you need to do to hold the frequency for more money, more opportunities, and more success. And a lot of times I think manifestation gets the focus on money, but really I think the, the purpose of that is when you have more money, you do have the ability to create more. You have the ability to explore more. You have the ability to try more things. There is more 
things that open up to you as you raise your frequency and, and you're able to hold more money within your your frequency, your energetic field. And so while money is not necessarily, I don't always like it to be a focus as far as a specific number um, and come hell or high water, like, and then there's shame around if you didn't make that number or anything like that. Not like that. Um, it's in the allowance. It's in the receiving. So a lot of people um, feel, even though they're like, yes, I'm doing all these things. I'm, you know, I'm saying, you know, they may be doing a couple of things, but they're not doing them consistently and things like that. So I really wanted to just take this episode to really hone in on the three things you need to do to get really fucking clear so you can actually be an open channel and vessel to receive. Okay. Because that it really is it. When you got too much shit and things that aren't in alignment with who you are and what you desire, it clogs up your energetic field. It basically takes up energy. Um, it's like, you know, when you have all too many apps open on your phone and it's running slow, like you need to close down some of those apps. So the ones you actually want run efficiently. So the first thing is you need to be clear on what you're actually calling in. So more money is really fucking vague. (laughs) You need to get so much more clear, so much more specific. So you need to be like, I want to be making $10,000 a month. How are you going to do that? Break that down even further. So even if it doesn't come this way, start to prepare your energetic field. I want to, for myself, I prefer more group containers. Um, I keep very limited one-on-one spots. And so for me, it's, you know, if I'm running a program that month, right, I'm launching it, it's starting. So those are maybe paid in full clients. Um, you're also going to have, especially if you're on the online, like coaching space or kind of online space in general, or just in, in, um, a a service business, you could do payment plans. Now, again, I am not, people are like, you want to get them to pay it in full. I was like, I always kind of energetically put it out there. I want half and half. I want half paid in full and I want half payment plans over the, you know, three months or whatever the container would, you know, the program, the length of the program, because I, I really enjoy that residual income. Right. And so then if I launch something the next month, I may have $5,000 coming from residual income and I can launch something else and sign, you know, one or two one-on-one clients and make that up. Right. So not limiting yourself as to where it comes from per se. And even that, like the other day I was telling, um, the girls in the, uh, the women that are in the Ascension mini mind, um, group that Johnny Agresta and I lead, I was telling them, I was like, you have to be really clear. Like I'm really clear about what my energetic match is every month for income. And what's funny is this particular month, if you have not already checked it out, I'll put the link below, um, because you'll be able to register for early access to this, but I've been working on a quiz. So a personality quiz. It's kind of like if you are, you know, like which Harry Potter character am I? Or like human design, like understanding human design, understanding like Enneagram, understanding, um, even like astrology, you know, I'm like myself, I'm a, a Virgo sun. So once you start to understand things like that, you start to understand more about yourself. So I've been working on a quiz for that. So one, I'll put it below if you want early access to it. You get entered into a giveaway that is happening next week on June 15th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on my Instagram Live. So I'd love to see you there, first and foremost. 
But I recognized that because all of this was going on, there was a lot of creating. Like this month was really about creating and connection for me. I wasn't doing a whole lot of sales. But what's interesting is a check showed up in the mail for $4,200. Wow, great. Was not anticipating that at all, right? I, ha- I honestly had no idea it was coming, opening it up and there's money, right? Like I have an energetic match for how much I'm making each month. And so it just really does just show up. So you have to be really clear on what you're actually calling in and not just clear on the numbers, but actually the feeling behind it. So I don't want to work more than three to four hours a day, maybe four to five days a week at most. Um, I may have ideas other days of the week. I may have, you know, but on actually like working on and in my business, I don't really want to work more than that because I want to be available for my kids. I want to be able to go do things. I want freedom and I want, if I overfill my schedule, that means you kind of will limit yourself as far as flexibility. And I really value flexibility and freedom. And so you want to get very clear too on how you want to experience it. And I think this is kind of where the hiccup on this first one happens a lot is the money is, you know, you, I want to make $10,000 a month. Let's just say that for, you know, a, a round number. And you've kind of mapped out how it's going to come, but you maybe make that $10,000, but you still feel exhausted. You still feel burnt out. You still maybe haven't left the job that you were like, I want, you know, I've got this kind of side hustle thing and I really want $10,000 in this, you know, business, but you're not willing to let go of other things, right? You haven't got into the practice and habit of, okay, start practicing what it is like to already have those things. Start creating this devotional time to experiences that make you feel that way. So because I want experiences that make me feel that way, I'm very intentional about my mornings. I don't typically start before 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, right? I want to get up. I want to Um, you know, run a couple errands. I want to meditate, read, sit outside, exercise, do whatever I need to do before I even dive into work. Um, I also want to be able to leave and go to lunch in the middle of the day and maybe not come back for a couple of hours, only work one hour at like five o'clock at night or something like that. Like I want that flexibility. And so I needed to start practicing it. So I stopped overloading my days. I stopped trying to shove everything in. I stopped doing, okay, blocks of time. I actually started to like the other day in the middle of the workday, I've got a couple of things done and I was like, okay, let's go to a movie. We went and saw a movie. We came back. I worked for another hour and that was it because I wanted to start putting these things into practice. So what does it actually feel like to, to have what you already desire? And then start to make those things, even if they're small and they may not be all the time, but as often as possible, do something that makes you feel that way. Okay. The second thing is what things no longer feel like a fit once you, you you know, when you, you know what I'm saying? Like when you envision yourself at this person that, you know, makes $10,000 a month, I asked this, um, this poll, on my Instagram the other day and it says oh I should really just pull it up so I can like reference it for you because it was so good um I asked who do you have to be to have your dream life okay like and 
And what was interesting is I said, you know, when you think about that, like, do things like this come up for you? Like behaviors that you automatically know are not actually supportive of your dream life. Like, especially I thought about this a lot. If you listen to my last episode on healing sexual shame, like I thought about this a lot when I first started working on healing my sexual shame, on healing my sacral chakra, on being energetically a match for my life partner. And I recognized that there were behaviors that even though I was saying I was wanting certain things, when it came down to it, I wasn't always choosing that. When I was presented with the opportunity to choose differently than I had in the past that had gotten me into predicaments that I didn't want to be in with emotionally unavailable men or you know anything like that, I was not always choosing what was in alignment with what I wanted. And not only that, I was intentionally sometimes putting myself in those positions to be available for somebody who is not available for me. And so it's like, okay, well, what behaviors am I already doing that are practicing actually self-betrayal? And I I think I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on this at some point because it is so common for us to set goals, to set things that we want to have happen in our lives and then actually practice in the physical, real living part of our lives, something totally opposite. So it's like, you know, it's like your words don't match your actions. And so what are things that are no longer a fit if you are already embodying, already living as if you have these things. So this can be behaviors like, how do you eat? What's your, you know, uh, workout regimen like? What's your work, what's your work regimen like? Like, how do you structure your day? How many times are you seeing friends? How quick are you to respond to notifications? How much are you sleeping? How much are you drinking? How much are you, you know, partaking in recreational drugs of your choice? And how are those affecting your living life? Do you feel a lot of shame and guilt and, um, you know, kind of regret after you do some of these things? After you make some of these choices, do you automatically be like, ugh, why did I do that again? Right? That is practicing self-betrayal. So what you actually need to do is start to practice self-trust. So this can be small things, start really small. And this is why I started with, you'll see me post on my my Instagram a lot about how many days I have been meditating. Um, I have been meditating pretty, almost every day for about three, uh, maybe closer to four years now, three or four years. Um, but I have a, a, an app that I like and it keeps track of how many days, like streaks and stuff like that. And I started with just five minutes. Now, sometimes it's just five breaths. Sometimes it's an hour. But I committed to showing up every single day. I was on like the longest streak. I was like 168 or 169 days or something like that. Took a yoga class, meditated afterwards. You guys forgot to put it in the timer. I was so mad it broke my streak. It's like, no, but I did. I did actually meditate, but it's, it's fine. Um, and currently I'm, I think I'm back up to like 102 days or something like that. But it's like, that was one of the things that I needed to practice for myself. And then it was, okay, working out four to five days a week. It was part of the reason I recognize even in my past, like that I did bodybuilding competitions was 
I needed to reaffirm that I could trust myself to follow through with my commitments. I needed to know that I could say no to other people, no to food, no, you know, to not food altogether, but you know what I mean? Like I could say no to junk food or I could say no to, I could have one slice of pizza, but I had to be able to say no to two because I, up until that point, I really couldn't trust myself with any type of willpower. I needed to know that what I wanted and what I knew was right for me and what my desires were, I could trust that I could make the right decision for myself. That I wasn't going to allow outside perspectives, outside opinions, outside judgments to influence me so much that it would derail me from what I knew was right for me at the time. So look at your life. Look at what you're trying to call in. Look at what you want more of. And are you actually practicing behaviors that you know are counterintuitive and counterproductive for that growth? And then start to, sometimes it's hard to cut them out, right? Like smoking, drinking, um, even gossiping, right? Calling people to vent. That's one form. uh, Some people are compulsive about it. They literally call people to just emotionally dump about things over and over and over and over because they need to feel validated outside of themselves, right? That's a a solar plexus issue and also a sacral chakra issue. But it's like, what are some of the habits that you're like afterwards feel energetically, emotionally draining or that you feel shame and guilt around and you are like, oh, why did I do that? Or that doesn't feel right. You already questioned doing it and then you're like, oh, it's fine. Just this one time and afterwards you're like, fuck, why did I do that? Those are the things that you need to start shifting. So instead of maybe cutting them out, replacing them. So I noticed, um, you know, just, just different aspects of like, okay, what were some of the behaviors that I was doing? What could I just replace them with? small. So instead of, um, for me, it was like, okay, when I would go out with my girlfriends, I would still want to go out back to the picking emotionally unavailable men. I still wanted to go out. I still wanted to have time for myself, but instead of finding a babysitter where my kids, um, a lot of times my kids would spend the night with family. Instead of doing stuff like that, I started to actually hire a babysitter that I had to be home for and had to take home. So I couldn't drink too much. I couldn't stay out too late. Like I had to be able to moderate myself to be available for other commitments. And that was really helpful. And then the more that I was able to do that and the more that I kind of created some some parameters for myself, the easier it was to trust myself because I knew if I could do it one time, I could do it another time, I could do it another time. And then slowly those acts of self-betrayal happened less and less and less until really it was non-existent and it became easy for me. So that's one of my recommendations is if some of these things that Especially I notice it a lot of times it does actually happen with and I'm sure you guys can agree like food Right, like saying you're gonna stick to a diet and you don't exercise regimens. You're saying you're gonna do something you don't Um, It's like that follow-through those commitments to yourselves. So start with smaller things, right? Start with Just taking your dog for a walk every morning or maybe your husband normally or your partner normally walks the dog Maybe you go with them Right or you trade off or it can just start with small things and it does take self-discipline at first but that can be really really helpful in enforcing to be able to hold this frequency because the whole point a lot of people find that they can make money but it leaves them quickly they can't hold it they can't invest it they can't save it they can't utilize it well to for their growth right they have a tendency to get it and then splurge and spend and 
um, bills come up and things like that that are you're like what the hell is going on like I had all this money what happened to it so we're really trying to I'm trying to teach you especially in this episode to a not only things that you need to do to raise your frequency, but things that you need to do to be able to hold that frequency. And that's the big difference is to be able to hold it. It not just shift for, you know, a little while. And this is why people will come to me and have a healing session. They're like, I feel so good. And then, you know, they're like, but it doesn't last very long. It's like, because your frequency changed, your vibration changed, your vibration rose, but then you began to live life and you didn't choose differently. And so your familiar frequency, which is other choices, started to creep back in. And so you needed to actually choose differently when these opportunities of choice were presented to you, you know, with the going over to a friend's house and they, you know, offer you a a drink or um, cooking a meal instead of eating out, like those types of things, like you needed to choose differently to hold that frequency, whatever it was for you. I'm using food as an example, but it can be anything. Um, because if you can't hold the frequency, you cannot hold the frequency of more money, more opportunities, more success. So the first one, get really clear on what you're calling in and how it actually feels, begin to practice it. Number two, what things no longer fit in that higher frequency for you? What habits are you doing that do not feel like they are in alignment with what you want? Start to either, um, um, replace some of these habits, or sometimes it's too hard to do a straight replace, start to incorporate more habits that help you hold and make you feel like your highest self, and then start to allow the others to leave, right? Giving those less attention, the ones that no longer support you. And then the third thing is keep moving forward. This one's probably the hardest one, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, and I want to give this little quick example because it was such a great, such a great testament to what, like, um, I, I just kept saying, hold the vision, take action. Like, hold the vision, make the choices. Hold the vision, take the action. Like, hold the vision, hold the vision, hold the vision. And then just move forward because when you're have certain things that you're calling in a lot of times because that frequency has not been there consistently it it takes a minute to show up it can um it's not always just like okay i'm the first thing that shows up so um one of the clients in the ascension mini mind um was specifically looking for a home that is very specific um she wants in a a part she wants a lot of greenery she wants this she's Um, She wants to be able to uh, play music and not worry about neighbors. So she wasn't interested in an apartment, but it's in um, kind of this metropolitan area. So apartment living is kind of the norm. Um, There were a lot of things that were going against what she knew she wanted. And she's like, I put it out to realtors. Nobody's giving me anything that is remotely close to what I'm looking for. And it's like, okay, I get it. She's like, well, I'm going to actually make a trip and I'm going to go there and check it out first before I move. We're like, okay, the thing is, if you take no action and you're just waiting for the perfect thing to show up exactly how you think it's going to show up, it doesn't show up because you're not taking any action. So just like you have to know what you want, right? And start to practice those things. And it's like, we, we told her, we're like, okay, I was like, 
maybe this trip when you go to see things, we talked about picking in the area that she wants to be in. We talked about, you know, renting an Airbnb that's similar so she can have that type of vibe. And she was going between two and she's like, oh, one's, you know, a little little pricier. Well, she ends up going with the, the lower ticket one. She's like, I'm just gonna go check it out. And, you know, it really doesn't have to be anything fancy. It's kind of in the area I want. It was kind of what she wanted. And she's like, but still nothing. And I was like, okay, I still want you to hold the vision. What is it that you want? Be very, very clear. And so she's like, okay. And she goes to take this trip to, to check out this area that she wants to move to. So she gets more familiar with the real estate in that area. She goes to the Airbnb that wasn't her favorite, but kind of hit all the boxes. But, you know, the other one was better, but it was quite pricier. And she was going back and forth. She gets there. She's like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. She's like, this is not the vibe that I want. She's like, I'm going to just do it. Like the higher version of me wants to live in this little bit pricier Airbnb, that style. I'm just going to do it. I just I want to experience that. We're like, yes, hold the vision. OK, go for it. So. She ends up leaving the first one, goes to the second one. It is literally perfect. Not only is it perfect and like exactly what she wants, then she is offered opportunities by the Airbnb host who introduces her to people who literally are like, we want to sign up for your program. We were interested in your offers. You guys all from holding the vision, but still taking the action, right? This, this second one, there were, there were things that she was like, ah, I don't know. It again, it was significantly pricier. She's like, I'm only staying for a couple of days. I really want to be able to, you know, be in the area. Um, there was one thing that was kind of a deterrent. So she was like, ah, for the price and it not being exactly this, I'm going to say no. But because the first, she still took action. I'm still going to show up this one, this other, this first one that she, she checked out, you know, hits most of the boxes. When she got there though, she was like, literally, I felt like this was not my vibe. This is not how I wanted to live here. The other one was more how I wanted to live, how I, how I truly wanted to step into that next version of me has all of these things, experiences life like this. So I'm going to make the plunge. I'm choosing my highest self. I'm choosing these things. And when she did, all of these other opportunities showed up. And it's like, that's it. It's not about always making the right choices that are going to lead you, that are going to perfectly line up all of your dominoes to your desired result or your desired goals or this exact amount of money. It's that you're like, okay, the highest version of me chooses something like this. Okay. That may not be available to me at the moment. It's like when people are like, I can't really afford your program. And it's just that it feels scary to spend that amount of money because again, they've been practicing self-betrayal where they don't follow through on themselves for so long. They don't actually trust themselves to spend the money and then follow through on themselves. I will say that nine out of 10 times when people have, when I get on like sales calls or anything like that, or we're signing up for programs and people are like, I don't have the money. That's it. It's that they struggle to bet on themselves. Right. And so when you are practicing things and you keep moving forward and you allow yourself to receive things again, not always in the ways that you think we were talking about her programs just before she went on this trip and she was really wanting to move away from one and move into another literally on this trip. Not only did she find the perfect, the perfect house. Okay. With 
a better price than she even expected. She also found, was introduced to three people who were ready to pay her for the services that felt best for her so she could move away from the program that no longer felt like it felt really draining. So she wanted to move away from this one program. She met these three people. They're like, sign me up for this other program that actually she's jazzed about. That's the difference. You have to keep moving forward. Even if at times you're like, okay, that feels like a stretch. Okay, what feels like a safe stretch? Go there first and then see how that feels. Do Can you go a little more? Can you, you know, give a little bit more during the day? Can you, um, you know, what are some of the, the coaching skills that you could be better at? Can you use, like if you're a teacher, different verbiage, different ways to relate, um, all these things. When I'm creating all these modules and different things for people, I'm like, okay, how can I actually make this better? Every time I launch a program, I refine it. It gets better. But I still take the action, right? I don't let that, maybe it's not exactly perfect or I get halfway through and I'm like, oh, that wasn't, I just let it flow, okay? Whatever's supposed to work out, works out, always. But the difference is I keep taking action. I don't just think about it, right? I don't just write down what I'm calling in. Then I actually start to practice things to call it in. What does this person feel like? How do they live? And I start to live that way. I start to make the choices in that direction. And that's how you shift your vibration. That's how you balance your chakra system is you choose differently. This is part of the reason why I created the quiz is so you could understand your energetic body a little bit better and be able to choose differently, be able to balance your chakra system not build businesses that are operating out of wounds, limiting beliefs, trauma, right? Because when you do that, when you, when you say you want all of these things, but your actions don't match up, it's just another practice of self-betrayal. And so doing these three things, right? These three things that you need to do to be able to hold the frequency. Okay, what are they? So the first one, Know what you're call, calling in and then start to practice it. Get so fucking clear. The second thing, start to eliminate things that do not support that version of you. Whether that be food, nutrition, um, you know, be, behavior patterns. Are you not brushing your teeth at night? Are you not washing your face? And that's something that you keep saying you're going to do. Like, yes, I'm talking about myself. Um, you know, it, it, stupid little things, right? Do you want to meditate every day, but you just don't sit down? Start to practice self-trust. That way, when you start to move forward, right? The third one is taking action. When you take action, you actually trust yourself. You trust yourself to make decisions that are in alignment with your highest vibration, with your highest self. What are some of the things that you're calling in? I would love to hear about them. As always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot of you listening, share it to Instagram. Um, And just as a little reminder, one more week, you guys, one more week until the quiz launches. So I'm putting a link down in the bio and you can um, get early access to the quiz. So you get it 24 hours in advance. You also get an entry into a giveaway. There's gonna be some epic prizes. Our sponsors are wonderful. Um, I really wish I could win some of this stuff. Unfortunately, I cannot, but you can, you can. So please, please, please sign up for that. 
share it. Like, be, I cannot wait for you guys to get your hands on this quiz. I think it can be so life-changing for a lot of you to really understand how your energetic body is showing up in your business. Until next time, you guys. Cheers.